Hello, welcome to 21st Century Moses podcast. My name is Sammy Zhu, your host. Who are the 144,000? People have a lot of speculations about this number. Now, Jehovah's Witnesses think that 144,000 people are the ones who are saved. So that means only 144,000 people will be heaven. So outside of that number are all in hell. They are not saved. Well, but there's a problem with that because the 144,000 are the Jewish because in Revelation chapter 7, these numbers are the 12 tribes of Israel, and each tribe has a 12,000. So if you are not Jewish people, according to Jehovah's Witnesses, you are not going to be saved. We're not going to be in heaven. So what does this 144,000 mean? So does, uh, is uh, Jehovah's Witness right, or do we have a different meaning? As we delve into the book of Je- uh, Revelation, we see uh, lots of numbers and images, and we have, to ve- we have to be very careful when we are interpreting all those images and numbers. So let's look at Revelation chapter 14, verses 1 through 5. Let's find out who these 144,000 people are. So let's look at today's text, text together. Then I looked, and behold, the Lamb was standing on Mount Zion, and with him 144,000, having his name and the name of his Father written on their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven, like the sound of many waters, and like the sound of loud thunder. And the voice which I heard was like the sound of harpists playing on their harps. And they sang a new song before the throne, and before the four living creatures and the elders. And no one could learn the song except the 144,000 who had been purchased from the earth. These are the ones who have not been defiled with women, for they have kept themselves chaste. These are the ones who follow the Lamb wherever He goes. These have been purchased from among men as first fruits to God and to the Lamb, and no lie was found in their mouths. They are blameless. So we can see the clear distinction or clear identity of this 144,000 people. So let's, I have three things I draw from uh, this, uh, this passage. The first one is the 144,000 are sealed people. The second one is they are redeemed people. And the third one is there are surrendered people. So sealed uh, sealed, redeemed, and surrendered. So let's look at one by one. First of all, they are sealed people. Let's look at verse 1 again. It says, Then I looked, behold, the Lamb. Who is the Lamb? Lamb is Jesus Christ. He was standing on the Mount Zion, and with him, 144. Here we go. We, we see 144,000 people having his name. Whose name? Jesus' name. And the name of his father, God the Father's name, written on their foreheads. So, written on their foreheads. Now, in chapter 13, we just learned about the uh, 666, number of imperfection. But these people who are uh, non-believers, who are followers of the beast and the dragon, they receive the mark of the beast. And the mark of the beast is what? 666. And that mark of the beast was also on the foreheads of these non-believers. But here today, we see the stark difference because we see this name of God, name of Christ Jesus was written in the foreheads. But in another translation, it says it's a sealed. Now, there's a difference between sealed and the mark because the mark of the beast is more like a slavery. They are slave to the beast. But the seal is more signature. 
means that it means that they are representing they're reflecting or they're representing the name of God they are carrying the name of God wherever they go because they carry they have the name of God on their foreheads so they are sealed people they belong to the Lord and they are like an ambassador they are like the priest they are like the people who uh, love the name of God you know normally people love to show off their names you know, we want to be a bestseller author and we want to be a, uh, the big pastor in a big church. There's nothing wrong with that. However, uh, if, the, if our intention or motivation is to really let people respect our own names and to follow our own names, and we want to really uh, leave our names even after we, we're gone uh, through death, that we want people to remember our names generation after generation. But all of, the, all of that is for what? It's for our name. But... Here, these people, 144,000 people, they're not carrying their own names. We don't even know who they are. We don't even know their names. However, the common thing all of them have is this. They carry the name of Christ Jesus in their foreheads. So they care about Jesus' name, and they want to show the Jesus' name, and they want to represent Jesus' name. That is 144,000 people. They are the sealed people of God. They're sealed by the Holy Spirit. They uh, really love the Lord, and they want to lift up the name of Christ Jesus high. Not their names, but the name of Christ Jesus alone. So they are the sealed people. Now, what about the other uh, two? Uh, the second one is, they are, they are redeemed people. So let's look at the, today's text again. It says, in, especially in verse 3, it says, And they sang a new song before the throne, before the throne of God, and before the four living creatures and the elders. You know, we see that, uh, we saw this in the earlier chapter uh, in the book of Revelation. They're about to praise the Lord, right? And no one could learn the song except the 144,000 who had been, look at this, who had been purchased from the earth. Now, what does that mean? That means they lived on the earth. They're just a human being. They're not angels. They're not uh, gods. They're just a human being, just like us. But it says they were purchased from the earth. What does this really mean? Now, Jesus came to purchase us. Did you know that? Because Mark chapter 10, verse 45, Jesus came to serve, not to be served, and to give himself as a ransom for many. What does ransom mean? It means he wants to uh, redeem us from something, redeem us from the bondage of sin and death. Now, how did he do that? Because he shed his own blood on the cross, that he took our sins and he died on the cross and shed his blood. Because without the blood shedding, there is no forgiveness, according to Hebrews chapter 9, verse 22. And Hebrews chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus offered himself once for all to take away our sins. He did that to redeem us, to purchase us from, um, the, uh, from the earth, so that by his blood we became his. We are His. We belong to Him because He purchased us with the price. It was not a cheap price. It, was, uh, it took His life that Jesus died. He gave Himself. He sacrificed Himself. So that was the cost. And uh, that's how much He paid for us to save us. You know, people normally uh, think sin lightly. 
we're thinking like we're better than the other people and that I'm not a serial killer so I'm not I'm not a you know bad person I'm just okay person maybe I'm a sinner a little bit but you know it's not really serious sin well that is not the case because we see that Jesus paid in a huge big time that Jesus died Jesus gave himself to purchase us so we never we should never take it for granted we should not really think our sin lightly we sinned against the Lord and that was enough to sacrifice his own son God God himself so Jesus purchased us the 144,000 people they are purchased people they are redeemed people but at the same time if you look at this text again in the verse 4 these these uh, redeemed people are holy people because it says these are the ones who have not been defiled with women. Now, in many places, the woman is represented as the uh, the sinful, like a Babylon, like uh, the world. They are the ones who are compromising themselves with uh, the beast and the dragon. But this 144,000 people, they did not defile themselves with the beast and the dragon. They did not defile themselves. They kept themselves pure because they says they have kept themselves chaste. They are the ones who follow the Lord uh, Lamb whenever he goes. Then in verse 5, it says, And no lie was found in their mouth. They are blameless of course i mean they're human beings so there must be uh some fault and they're not perfect however in god's head if god's eyes they are blameless because they are washed clean by the blood of christ jesus not because you know they were really holier than normal people they're just a human being but when the righteousness of jesus christ cover them they're perfectly holy they're perfectly righteous of course after they are redeemed by the beloved of Christ Jesus, they are becoming purified. In other words, they are becoming sanctified. Because as the redeemed person, they are becoming holy like God is holy. We see that in Leviticus chapter 11, verse 45, but also in the uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. Holy Spirit dwells in us because we are the holy temple of God. So we must not defile the holy temple because God is holy. We are holy. 144,000 people, they are holy people because of the righteousness of Christ Jesus. Because they are purchased from the earth. They are set apart. Holiness means being set apart. That they are are different from the world now world is full of sin and under control of satan however when the people are saved by grace of god they become god's holy people so that they are different from the world so that's what it means here they're the people of god 144,000 people they are redeemed people they are redeemed holy and righteous people because of christ jesus and lastly these people, 144,000 people, are surrendered people. Let's look at today's passage again. It says, they are the ones, these are the ones who follow the Lamb. Who is the Lamb? Jesus. Wherever. So this is the key word. Wherever he goes. Wherever he goes. That really shows the dedication. Now, when Jesus called the 12 disciples, then, you know, with the Jesus showed who he was. 
when Jesus said to Peter that just cast the nets to the right side, and then uh, Peter saw the power of God in Jesus Christ, and then Peter also realized that he was a sinner, so that he confessed his sin before God, before Jesus Christ, but Jesus called Peter, and then he said, I will make you a fishers, fishers of men. What happened? They Peter left everything and he followed Jesus. And likewise, other disciples also left their own families and their jobs and everything, and they followed Jesus. So, so that is the just definition of a disciple. Here we see that these 144,000 people are following Jesus, but not just on Sunday morning or not just on their terms, but they followed wherever Jesus went. It's just like um, normal life or calling for the disciples because Luke chapter 9 verse 23 Jesus said if you want to follow me you have to deny yourself take up the cross and follow me when we deny ourselves there is no desire in us anymore that we're following that we died with Christ Jesus and Christ lives in us so that wherever he goes that we follow him whatever he leads we must follow him so that is the cost of discipleship and that is the true discipleship. 144,000 people, they were disciples of Christ Jesus they, because they were surrendered to God. Surrendered. They, they, they are not in the driver's seat anymore, but they were in the passenger seat because wherever Jesus drives them, they were following Jesus. That is the dedication. That is the surrender. Uh, that's what it means to surrender to Christ Jesus. So if, you, if I sum all of them, the three Things. This 144,000 people, they were the sealed people. They were carrying the name of Christ Jesus. And then they were redeemed people. They were purchased uh, from the earth by the blood of Christ Jesus. And they are holy people because they are redeemed new and they are redeemed sanctified so they are being uh, sanctified every day so they become more like Christ Jesus they are holy people but at the same time they are surrendered people because they were following Jesus wherever he, go who he was going so the first one is sealed second one is redeemed and third one is surrendered now with this we can see that who this 144,000 people of course, in the in the book of Revelation, we can see that these are the 12 tribes of Israel. So we might think that, you know, these are the only Jewish people. But if you look at very carefully, like a sealed, redeemed, and surrendered, I mean, this is the basic feature of the disciples, regenerated, born-again Christians. If you're a truly born-again Christian, you are sealed, and you are redeemed, and you are also surrendered people to God. So we can see that there's no difference. There's a common things between 144,000 and the true disciples of Christ Jesus. So how should we live? The first of all, we need to live as 144,000. Even if you are not Jewish people, but if you are followers of Christ Jesus, first of all, you are, uh, you are sealed by God. Now, you are not surrendered to the beast. We are not surrendered to the dragon. But you are surrendered to God. You gave your life to God so that you, your name, you don't, you don't care about your name anymore, but you care about God's name, Jesus' name, so that as the, uh, the believer, our job is not to leave our name so that more people would recognize our name and you know our names would be in the you know hall hallway or on the table but that's not the point 
we want to see the Jesus name be lifted up. We want to see the Jesus become famous. So that's why we need to go and share the gospel as the representative, as the ambassador for Christ Jesus. That's what it means to be sealed. That our name, no, but God's name in our foreheads. So we will bow down and bow down to Him, and we will show His name. We will spread His name all around the world. And that is the true uh, evangelism. Second, secondly. We need to remember that we are redeemed by the blood of Christ Jesus. We're no longer, we should no longer be like the world. You know, many times uh, we might think like uh, we are just like other people or the worldly people. And because we're living with them and then we want to be uh, like them sometimes because uh, we have the sinful tendency. However, we have to remember that Jesus died for our sins. So we should not sin anymore. We need to stop sinning. We need to start becoming more like Christ Jesus. We need to uh, really depend on Him, fix our eyes on Him, and then we need to read and meditate on His Word and obey His Word so that uh, we will become more like Him because we are redeemed from we are purchased from the earth and we are redeemed to be new as in him as christ jesus is holy we must be holy and then lastly we must be the surrendered uh, disciple of christ jesus this 144,000 people they were surrendered to god where wherever jesus was going he they were following him and jesus is the good shepherd he always leads us he always guides us to um the uh, the best place the green pasture so as the sheep as a sheep we have to lay down our own thought our own agenda our own plan but we have to pay attention to what jesus is speaking to us we need to pay, we need to listen to him and to follow him wherever he leads sometimes we might feel like oh that's not the place that we want to go and that's not the people that we want to meet however again we need to uh surrender to him we're not we're not living for ourselves we are to follow christ jesus we that's what it means to surrender to him even when he well, even when it doesn't sound good to us, when, when, even when it doesn't make any sense to us, we're not following our senses. We're not following uh, somebody else's uh, advice, but we are following Christ Jesus. That's what it means to dis be disciple of Christ Jesus. So as a disciple, as the born-again Christian, let's follow. Let's surrender completely to Him. It's not a partial uh, surrender, but it must be a 100% surrender so that we will always be ready to obey Him and we will always need to obey Him, uh, whatever that is. So, let's be like 144,000 people. So, we will all join together from all around the world because in Revelation chapter 7, we're not seeing only the 144,000 people, but we see the multitude of people from all nations and all tongue and all languages. They're all uh, getting together, praising the Lord Jesus Christ forever. So that is the heavenly worship. But remember this, this is a, such a great news because when you see this uh, Jesus, the Lamb is standing and with the 144,000, these are the faithful remnant, 
faithful remnant. What do I what do I mean? Because in the previous chapter, in chapter 13, it was a very dark chapter because we see the beast, uh, not just one beast, but the two beasts, like Antichrist and false prophets, and also we see the dragon, Satan, giving a mighty power to these to these uh, beasts, and they were so powerful. They're waging against waging war against the saint, and it's almost like they were the uh, the evil forces and darkness was winning. So we feel like oh, there's no point. There's no hope. However, the following chapter, which is today's chapter in verse 14, chapter 14, we see that Lamb is standing with this 144,000 faithful remnant. Remember this story of um, Elijah. Elijah. Elijah was a mighty man of God. Uh, but after he performed the greatest miracle, that of calling the fire from heaven, and uh, more than 800 Baal's prophets were, uh, were, were uh, caught and they were killed, and it was like an utter victory. But after Jezebel confronted uh, Elijah, Elijah became so afraid and he was running. And he was hiding himself from Jezebel. And what, when God spoke to um, the Elijah, Elijah would say, Oh, God, just kill me. Because I'm the only one who did not surrender to uh, Baal. I'm so, I feel so tired. I feel so uh, lonely. But remember what God said. There are 7,000 people who have not bowed down to Baal. What does that mean? Even in the midst of utter darkness, in the midst of loneliness, there is is still light. The light is still shining. Today is the same story. Even in the uh, midst of all the persecutions and tribulation through this two beast and dragon, there is still light because the Lamb is standing and 144, not just the 7,000, but 144,000 faithful remnant are still victorious. They're praising the risen Lord Christ Jesus. So don't ever lose your hope. There are 144,000. There are faithful remnant. So you and I, we need to be that faithful remnant no matter what. Because we are sealed, we are redeemed, and we are surrendered people of God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you for this wonderful message, Lord. Father, sometimes we um, can easily give up because there, uh, the times are so difficult. And when when it comes to uh, darkness, we look. We, it seems like the darkness is winning. But we know that reality is totally different because you still have 144,000 who, who are faithful remnant, who have now bowed down to Baal, who, keep, who kept themselves clean and sanctified, purified. Father, we want to remember that and we want to live as this faithful remnant because we are we are redeemed, we are sealed, and we are surrendered people to follow you. So, Father, please keep us uh, sanctified and keep us clean and use us continually for your kingdom, for your glory. We thank you, praise you. In Jesus' holy name I pray. Amen.